Hi everybody, the complex PTSD guy here. Today's episode is titled Three Night Terrors in One Night Exclamation Point Understanding Our Dreams. I don't want to spook anybody out with this episode, but I'm sharing real night terrors that I've had. I had four in the last two days. Um, I know that night terrors are something that people of trauma go through. I want to start out by saying I am not a doctor or a psychologist. I'm just a guy living with complex PTSD, and I'm sharing my own experiences. And this episode is going to be a little longer than normal. So Friday night, I had a night terror, and then last night I had three in a row. There is a positive end of this uh, story I'm going to tell you as I analyzed my dreams, my night terrors, and I came up with positive solutions. So I woke up three times last night and each time I went back to sleep I had another night terror that's never happened before for me by definition a night terror is feelings of great fear experienced on suddenly waking up in the night a nightmare is a frightening or unpleasant dream and you may just remain asleep so the difference here is that you wake up when you have a night terror I have had these in the past where I would wake up screaming out loud or actually punching my fist on the wall, but the ones I had recently were downright frightening and cause for concern. After writing out my night terrors on paper this morning and studying what I was doing in the dreams, I realized my position was always in a good place and that made me feel better. And that good place was one that others around me wanted to destroy. Almost all of the terrors came with real threat of death, many times in a brutal way. Some of you may experience these night terrors. As I said, they result in the dreamer waking up in fright. I came to a conclusion as to what I should do for a solution, so that's the bright side. I'll explain that later. In each of the dreams, I had similar events happening, but different people in different settings. So Friday night, I had a night terror that I was with my father in my parents' home where they still live. Suddenly, a teenage boy burst through the French doors that serve as windows in our living room. He was completely naked and running around almost in a state of schizophrenia. I could immediately tell that he had mental problems, and I saw he was grabbing a wooden board to use as a weapon against my dad. I told my dad to look out, and he blocked himself. I then saw the teenager run into the hall in hysteria. I then approached him and opened the front door and said, you need to go home. He looked at me with this look of shock, with these crazy eyes, and I could tell he was in a state of insanity, like he had lost his identity. He then stepped forward and fell down, and was he got caught up in the, the really heavy door that is the door to my parents' home. It's a huge door, and it's really heavy. I opened it to help him out and said, you need to go. He looked at me as if I was being mean to him, and then he laughed maniacally as if He knew he was going to get revenge. He suddenly ran off. Within minutes, I saw a truck outside the house. Then suddenly a man was in the hallway of our home. It was the teenage boy's father, and he had come to get me and attack me. I was with my mom, and she suddenly disappeared. Then I ran and was screaming for my dad to help me, but I could never find him. He wasn't going to help me. Suddenly, several of my friends appeared, and I tried dialing 911 but I couldn't figure out how to dial 911 on my phone. It would never let me dial 911. Then I said to my friends, call 911, there's a man here who's going to hurt me. 
Only one person registered what I said, and he looked at me, really surprised. He suddenly ran off to go get the police, and then suddenly I woke up. So Saturday night, the first night terror I had, the first of three, involved me in some strange room, and I don't really want to drop names or anything. Um, I'm not saying that this is true about this celebrity, but I was in a strange room and Kim Kardashian was there. I don't watch that show. Um, I know a little bit about her, but anyway, Kim was there. I said, to, I said hi to her, and she looked at me as if she didn't understand me. She wouldn't speak to me. I saw her mother, and her mom gave me a check for $100. I opened it, and it was hard to read, and it was ripped. It was almost like she was trying to fool me. I used a machine to repair the check as Kim watched me repair it. I asked Kim, are you okay? As she sat staring at what I was doing with the check, suddenly Kim said, Mom, he fixed the check. Kim seemed like a naive child, and suddenly the mom and Kim were gone. It was almost like the mom didn't like that I had fixed the check. I had fixed the check that the mother tried to, in my opinion, fraud me with by making it hard to read and having it ripped. She wasn't expecting me to fix it. Then suddenly I was in my, I woke up. Then suddenly I was in my second dream and I was with these guys. They were dressing one man up in an outfit because he was going to have sex with some women. He was almost a male version of the Hindu goddess Durga who has eight arms. Suddenly three beautiful young blonde women were sitting in a room and I was walking with three other men and I was holding this huge candle for some ceremony. The men were going to put a spell on the women and turn them into slaves. My instincts kicked in, and after I placed the candle on the table, I started interrupting the spell, but didn't fully understand exactly how I was interrupting it. I just knew I was. I began to feel like a setup was happening, and I grabbed my wallet. I believe I grabbed my phone, too. My movements were interrupting the spell, so me feeling like there was a setup was actually why my movements were occurring, and that's what was interrupting the spell. I suddenly pulled a cord out that was part of a microphone system that they were using to put the spell on the young women. After I pulled the plug, the spell was over. I went into the room and all of the men were devastated. I then said, let's just redo it and I will just bring the candle back in, knowing full well I'd already ruined it, but was trying to save my ass from these guys. And one man looked at me with these really crazy eyes, just like that teenage boy had, and he laughed like a maniac. He then fell to the floor. That's when things started getting really scary when the men lost all hope. I knew somehow that this was all related back to Kim's mom. Suddenly I was trying to call 911 but my phone wasn't doing what I wanted, just like in the other dream, and I couldn't figure out how to call 911. I ran into a field to find my car and I couldn't find it. I then went back to the house and saw the three blonde women and they were terrified. The men were chasing them and throwing shards of glass at their faces. The women were fearful of death and realized these men were trying to kill them. They were out for blood. I suddenly woke up. So my last dream, I then fell into my third night terror last night. I believe I drove up to a house in my car. I walked around the large number of small children playing in the yard. I went up to a door in the back of the house and I saw a friend and then another. They were two women. They were both happy to see me. I then saw a woman named Janelle, and she was not happy to see me. She was being manipulated by men to hate me. I saw in the home 
which was very neglected, and so were all of the inhabitants, including a large number of children, were very neglected in the home. I could tell something was wrong. The two women were still happy to see me, and we chatted. As we chatted, some of our furniture was taken from us because most of the people there were being manipulated not to like me being there, so they were moving their furniture that we sat on. It reminded me of a home I used to go to as a teenager where lots of pregnant women would live with some friends and the men hated me. But in this night terror, two men suddenly came in and they sat right in front of me as I sat on the couch. I was on a couch and I can't remember where the two women went, but suddenly the the other women and children sat and watched as the two men began to smack me in the face and laugh. It, the smacking didn't hurt for some reason, but they kept doing it really hard. I sat there and stared at them aggressively, pondering what was going on. The woman and the kids just stood and stared like lost sheep. I eventually punched one guy and he fell back and laughed. I got up and ran out of the house. I ran to find my car, but I couldn't find it, just like in the other dream. I looked all over, but they had taken it. I then tried to call 911, but I couldn't figure out how to use my phone, just like in the other dreams. I ran back into the street and said to one of the women, where's my car? I saw another woman run up in panic, and she said, you have to go, they're coming for you. I saw three men racing towards me, one jumped over a fence, and they all had clubs and bats. I ran into some building that was booby-trapped, and I managed not to get caught in the booby-traps, but the three men cornered me with clubs, and I suddenly woke up. So those were my night terrors. My first thought was, what the hell's going on? My second was, if I am ever without my car, or my phone won't get to 911, what the hell do I do? The only answer, besides learn how to physically defend yourself, which may not work against three people at once, was to get some mace and keep the mace on me at all times. Because in my experience, a lot of times if you own a gun and you try to defend yourself, you're the one that goes to prison. Not always. The plus side to these horrible night terrors is that I wrote them all down and I studied my own role in each situation. It all reminded me of when a loved one was beaten up and I was one of only two people to stand up for her. People don't like it when you do that. They want the victim to suffer. For instance, I helped the teenage boy to the door in my dream. I told him to go and knew he probably felt embarrassed, but he was so far lost, he put it back on me. The role of the boy's father is totally related to my own abuse growing up. The teenage boy's abuse is what I think led him to act the way he did. The boy being abused. In the dream about Kim Kardashian, that is totally related to a person who I think has been used by their parent for their parent's greed. Granted, Kim is an adult. I'm not saying anything about Kris Jenner. This is just my dream I'm talking about. Granted, Kim is an adult, but your parents need to be your parent, not your manager. I worry about Kim. The dream with the guys and blonde girls um, that they tried to put a spell on, that's totally related to a guy who used to take advantage of someone I knew in high school. You mess with guys like that and watch out. The last dream was reflective of girls I hung out with as a teen and the chaotic world of neglect that they lived in. It was a tragedy. I think I had all of these dreams in the last few days to serve as a weapon against my own alcohol abuse. I am really just hurting myself, and these dreams were like a wake-up call to not fall into the neglect of alcoholism. When I asked Kim if she was okay, and when I messed up the spell, and when I punched the guy, 
I was always I was always doing the right thing, along with when I helped the teenage boy. And some people hate that. I was recently with the two people who abused me the most growing up, and I could tell that one of them was gaslighting me to one of my relatives. Maybe this all stems from that. I will also say I have had dreams that have come true in the past, at least twice, so it really freaked me out when these night terrors happened this weekend. The good thing is I did the right thing in each of them and I'm going to buy some mace. I say always listen to your dreams and your instincts. I hope I didn't spook anyone out with this dream episode, but I felt I needed to share it before I forgot about it. This is the Complex PTSD guy signing off.